Yeah, nine minutes it is before eight, uh, well, before 9 p.m., I should rather say. And, uh, yeah, this evening uh, in our Culture Talk segment, uh, we uh, uh, have a fascinating conversation lined up. I'm joined uh, on the line by uh, Helena uh, Uambembe. And uh, Helena uh, is uh, an artist who's based out now in a residency program called FN Global uh, out in Luanda in Angola. But she was born in South Africa to Angolan parents who have fled uh, the Civil War. And her father was part of uh, 32 Battalion a military unit within the old SADAF, made up largely of uh, African-Angolan men and uh, the 32 Battalion and uh, Angolan heritage, a big part of the work that she does. joins me now on the line all the way out uh, from Luanda. Helena, good evening and welcome. Thank you very much for having me. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. Helena, I want us maybe just to start for the purposes of uh, many of us who might not be familiar with this uh, you know, very interesting history. And uh, it, it is indeed a rich history. Uh, that of 32 Battalion, but also a lot of that, I guess, and uh, your, your own uh, heritage, uh, Angolan heritage, features uh, significantly in your work. So maybe take us briefly to that history and uh, we'll come back to how it weaves uh, into much of the work that you do. Um... Yeah, yeah. And, and you were born in South Africa um, to, I guess, you know, a yes. recent uh, a recent migratory experience, if I can put it that way, uh, on the part of your mm-hmm. parents. How, how does that fit into some of the work that you do? Uh, uh, and I like the point that you're making, that a lot of us think the Cold War was just, uh, you know, a, a, a Washington and Kremlin affair. But a big part of that actually unfolded out in Angola, even including the Cubans as well. Mm, yes. I mean, and and how do you do that in your work? I mean, that's quite interesting. So, Pomfret is out in the northwest, uh, not far from the Kalahari, you know, desert. I would think there are many other languages spoken there. But at home, you guys spoke uh, Portuguese, and uh, also, I mean, I would think a very sort of Afrikaans town as well. I, yeah, I mean, it's in a sense it was, but it was mainly Portuguese speaking. I unpack it in my work through storytelling. Mm. Um, through image, looking at, at archives, archives of people, looking at people's personal stories that make up this grand history that is um, the Angolan Civil War, Namibia's resistance, mm. um, and attempt for liberation. And I, those things I look through, look at it through storytelling that manifests themselves in performance, photography, and printmaking, mm. amongst other mediums that I use. Sure. And uh, you say, I mean, in your case, I guess, you know, your, your work is very personal, very particular, um, and in many ways, I guess, interfaces with, um, you know, these experiences of war. Um, maybe just talk us through, I guess, you know, the um, interdisciplinary approach that you take um, and how that has been received, not just by the people who are the subjects in many cases of your work, but also, I guess, many of those who interpret it. Um, I think being interdisciplinary just makes sense. I I trained in a very technical university. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting because, oh, sorry about that. It's so interesting because, you know, if I think about um, the experiences of this uh, community, uh, and I want to use the Pomfret example again, I mean, uh, I would imagine just, I guess, in the stories and the life histories that you've uh, managed to, 
you know, uh, 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 unpack to inform the work that you do, you would also find that there would be some tensions between, you know, uh, uh, what from a linguistic perspective is a Portuguese community and some of the other surrounding uh, communities, both, I guess, Africana and even some of the other African communities. Uh, do those tensions in any way appear in your work? And if so, how? Um, I don't think so. Not yet. Mm. Definitely not yet. But it's something that it's ongoing. It's an ongoing experience, um, an ongoing research, actually. Um, it hasn't featured yet, but I'm sure it will. It will come out soon. Yeah, yeah. This idea, though, also of Pomfret as a seemingly ghost town. I mean, I'm qu- I'm quite interested in that. I mean, the the role also of asbestos. Uh, the murmurs over the years of uh, the relocation that might happen there. Um, and, of course, all the stories of war, migration, but also another wave, it does seem, of another migration now that many people must expect in that uh, uh, in that community. Um, all of those patterns, um, I guess, are seemingly, you know, somebody might argue are very circuitous, so they sort of move, um, you know, and people come full circle in many of those. Um, some of your thoughts on that, and I guess how that might feature in your work uh, if it hasn't already. Um, I mean, it's, it's, comfort is, is a very complicated space. It's a complicated history mm. that touches on, on a lot of politics. Um, and it's, it's not easy. I, I mean, we could go on for days and we don't have that time right sure, now. Sure, sure. Um, it's, it's not a simple thing, but... For for a place to be called a ghost town, and I'm sure we have a lot of those in South Africa, mm. um, it's sometimes not valid because there are people there, you know. There are people that come in and out of there that interact in that space. Mm. Um, so maybe the, the, the ghost town narrative, because we, we have a lot of those, especially in the Northwest. You have a lot, like little farming towns, also in the Northern Cape, the Karoo, I'm, I'm showing the Popo. We have a lot of those, and we need to reevaluate that narrative of ghost town mm, mm. because there are people there yeah. present. Yeah. Maybe what needs to be reevaluated is just simple things like service delivery. That's just my view on it, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so just briefly before we let you go, I mean, we have unfortunately run out of time, and uh, yeah, fascinating conversation here. Just brief, tell us briefly about the residency you part of there uh, out in Luanda. Uh, I can't say this on, I guess, public radio, but uh, let me just say, F F and Global. Yes. So F and Global was started in 2015 by a group mm. and created artworks in it within a week, and then it opened to the public. Wow. Um, and which is kind of, this is its seventh edition, and we have right now over 15 artists. Each artist got a room in the hotel, and they created artworks in the hotel, wow. um, and opened to the whole of Luanda, I mean, the whole of Angola. And it's been quite interesting seeing people from, from all walks of life just walking in, mm. people on the streets literally just like walk in to see art sure, and sure. to see what people are doing. And the whole idea is for artists to do something for themselves, mm. by themselves, funding themselves, without any ties to institutions sure, or sure. any like obligations. Okay. And I mean, seven, seven editions later, here I am, I, I got invited by the artist. Yeah. Um, 
being aware of my duality, sure, um, being sure. born in South Africa, Tongolan parents, and, and the, the, the various identifications mm. coming to share history that is very much a part of Angolan history. Definitely. Um, definitely. It has been amazing. It's been really fascinating. Helena? Uh, Helena, and I'm loving every minute of it. Yeah, unfortunately, we're going to have to pause there and uh, leave it there. We have run out of time, but it's been a pleasure catching up with you. We'll certainly share, I guess, some links to uh, some of that uh, work, but uh, I really want to thank you for taking time out to speak to us and uh, wish you all of the best. Thank you very much. Obrigado. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're going to have to leave it there. Two minutes it is after 9 p.m. I'm CZ Shembe standing in for Sentle. Yeah, takes you all the way through to midnight. Have yourself a great evening. My bonane, we've got a lot of strength in Africa. Nangoku, sisai banga, le economy.